Hello, I'm Alexander Norbash. I'm professor and chair of radiology at the University of California in San Diego, and I'm here today talking with Professor Lakshmi Balachandra, who's assistant professor of entrepreneurship at Babson College. She's an expert concerning negotiation and claiming value in negotiations. When we think of negotiations, we typically think of buying and selling property. However, radiologists are taking a seat at the bargaining table more and more often. So as an example, if a group is asked to create off-hour service coverage with a 24-7 service, they may not generate additional revenue because they're redistributing the work that would be done in the daytime at night, but it does cost more to hire people to work at night. So who pays for that? Does the hospital pay for that? Does the physician group pay for that? Does somebody else pay for that? Does the radiology group take it out of their profits? Or if you're in an academic medical center and you have work RVU demands in terms of how much clinical productivity are you expecting from each radiologist? Is that amount of work productivity getting in the way of the tripartite mission? Is research and academic work still being done? Is teaching taking place in the effective manner that it's expected to? And so again, um, having a common perspective, having a shared perspective, and having the right expectations is all the result of effective negotiation. So, Dr. Balachandra, you're an expert in negotiations. For a lot of people, just the thought of entering into a negotiation is enough to make them perspire. What are some steps radiologists can take to ensure that they're prepared to succeed in a negotiation? And what are some test cases that they can use to improve their comfort level and understanding of the role they can play in effective negotiations? Um, thank you, Dr. Norbesh. Great question. Negotiation typically is, uh, is actually really scary for everyone. This is not limited to radiologists. In fact, we have done uh, analysis of expert negotiators, and we've asked them to create pictures of what they see when they think of negotiation. And these are people that negotiate all the time. And the number one image that comes up is a picture of fear. So I think this idea that you know, radiologists may feel less comfortable at negotiation may be true, but it's, not, it's, it's a universal truth is what I'd like to share, that everyone has fear when it comes to negotiation. So one thing I suggest to everyone when they're thinking about negotiations is to really be prepared. So as much research as you can do about the situation that you're entering and what other deals look like? What are the other parties that you're going to deal with? How do they act? How do they think? Um, what do they care about? Really putting yourself, we often say, in the other party's shoes to get a sense of what their values are. Where is the value for them? What do they want? And how can you meet that goal in ensuring that you are trying to meet your goals and accomplish what you'd like out of the negotiation? Um, in terms of practice, I think this is, this is going to sound a little silly, but we negotiate all the time, everywhere, with each other, with our families, right? And so when you're thinking about the fear that you may face in terms of a contract negotiation or something related to dealing with hospital administration, I suggest practicing some of these techniques with negotiations with your children, for example. Kids are tough negotiators. Thank you so much. Um, in radiology and in medicine in general, there's an increasing amount of bundling that takes place where a number of services are put into a packet 
and then various individuals in one's own organization, hypothetically, try to determine the value of the provided services and how much you're entitled to claim. So when we talk about claiming value, what are the key attributes for our being able to claim more value in individual deals? Um, also a great question because when value or different aspects of value end up being bundled, we tend to forget what individual components or we're not able to understand what individual components might contribute to the overall price of the deal, for example, or how we're considering value there. So when something is offered in that way and you can't disentangle it, it's important to test, to ask, to see if if I took out one component, what does that do to the value or are you still interested, for example, so that you can start to do some research to, to try and understand where is the value really located and so how do I make sure that when I'm offering something or when I'm trying to get something that I am getting the most I can. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Thank okay. you. So part of the challenge for radiologists, as an example, uh, with the previous example I mentioned in terms of bundling, is that um, if radiologists are trying to establish their fractional value at a bargaining table with their colleagues, they're also obligated to maintain relationships with those colleagues. So when you're engaged in a negotiation with, a, for example, a future employer, how can you ensure that you're not altering the nature of the relationship by over-aggressive bargaining, as an example? Or how do you make sure that that doesn't adversely affect or color your relationships? Um, this is a fascinating area in negotiation and one that tends to get in the way for a lot of negotiators is the value that you place on a relationship or the overvaluing, I should say, in terms of thinking about how will this impact my future relationship with somebody if I'm trying to be tough and get a good price or a good salary or what have you. The key point in thinking about a negotiation, particularly when it comes to value, is to disentangle the two. Because sometimes a deal may not have value for you, even though you think the person is someone you want to be friends with, for example, or that you may work with someday. But delineating the line between a relationship and the deal that you're discussing is very important to have clear in your mind. And so I always say, it's you can be nice and get a very good deal, and you can be nice and get a lousy deal. So why not be nice, get the good deal, instead of giving up or thinking that you, when you're nice, you're going to have to give up value. Very helpful. Thank you so much. Uh, I have one final question. What would you say is the number one mistake that most individuals make when it comes to negotiations, um, and how can they avoid making that mistake? I think the biggest mistake people make is not doing their homework. So people tend to think of negotiations as what they need to uh, do in order to be a better negotiator is to be great at the table, right? To be at the table and be this tough person or have some slick saying or move that will make a difference. And some cases that may be true, but the best way that you can make a difference in a negotiation is to be prepared. And so that means doing research, practicing, 
thinking through what the other side may want and what may come up in the negotiation. You should anticipate questions that you may get, difficult questions that you may get that may cause you to give up value, for example, in a negotiation, value that you could have held on to. So without doing homework, I think is the um, easiest way to have a bad outcome. Dr. Balachandra, we're very grateful for your time. We're particularly grateful for your teaching us, um, and uh, we appreciate this very, very much. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure.